boy, you nasty. Hey, chatters, I'm Shalon. And Mia had another engagement. She can't be with us today, but it's okay, you know. I got two guests in the building that I think that you guys are going to enjoy. It's going to be a pretty fun and informative episode today. So I'm excited to welcome Rachel and Jeremy to the show. Hi, guys. How you doing? (laughs) Rachel, she is um, a freelance graphic designer. And Jeremy, he's a Twitch streamer, and they are both in a polyamorous relationship. (laughs) (laughs) So do you guys want to explain a little bit um, about what that is? What is that term? What does that mean? Okay, so polyamory is uh, kind of an umbrella term that uh, kind of fits um, a large group of relationship types, uh, mostly involving multiple people. Uh, you probably heard of open relationships that would be considered polyamory. Uh, you get your triads, which is three people in a relationship. There are packs that are more than three people in a relationship. Basically, it's just uh, most things outside the norm for your uh, like typical monogamous relationship. Okay. And um, how did you come to get like how do you and Rachel meet how did you guys meet (laughs) (laughs) that's a funny story Rachel what happened girl (laughs) uh well we actually met uh it was a long line of coincidences really that happened but to keep it short um we met at work where'd you guys work well look you don't gotta you don't even gotta reveal that y'all met at work what happened did who approached you first (laughs) <laughs> I approached her first, <laughs> and it was a long and arduous task <laughs> trying to enter a relationship with this uh, woman. Um, <laughs> so how long ago was that? Uh, it's uh, about a little bit more than two years ago now. Okay, okay. That's a good enough time. So you approach her, you guys start dating. Um, did you guys kind of discuss, like, your dating expectations? Um from the gate or did you guys just kind of like fill each other out and then as the relationship progressed you guys started talking about like your expectations okay so like i said it took a long time for us to actually enter a relationship and throughout that time we did a lot of talking a, a lot of it like i think we said we were in a relationship we were like just talking outside of a relationship for a solid two months before we actually started dating and oh, within wow. that time um, I had just come out of a, an open relationship and uh, Rachel was kind of figuring stuff out with someone and like we we just kind of just spent so much time together. <laughs> it ended up in a point where we spent so much time together we just kind of and, and I we just kind of talked so much and we figured out that we're so similar in so many ways that we just ended up deciding that that we're we're going to go ahead and try to make it work and uh, um and since I was already coming out of that uh, open relationship, Rachel was like, she 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 was kind of interested in trying things out. Um, she was open to it, and uh, we just kind of started that way. Um, it wasn't really, it, it's never really been a transition for us because it's kind of on and off something that's happened the whole time. Yeah, um, if I'm going to intervene just a second. Um, I mean, I've, 
kind of messed with open relationships prior to meeting Jeremy, uh, just kind of getting like the basic understanding of what they are. Um, I was never in an actual serious open relationship, more just like, I guess, people confused on what's going on in the relationship. Uh, but when I met Jeremy, after talking to him for a while and everything, like he said, um, we eventually started dating and we really kind of, I it was pretty, pretty quick after we like officially started dating that we became like open in an oh, open relationship. And you mean like finding someone else? So you guys are dating. Um, how do you meet another person who approaches the third per party? Is it someone that you meet Rachel and you're like, Hey, you know, I think my boyfriend would really like you. Or is it someone that you meet, um, Jeremy, and you're like, well, Rachel, what do you think about her? How does, how do you guys choose who to add to your relationship? Okay. So it's, it's not as, it's not simple. It's not a simple process. Um, <laughs> uh, but basically um, I tend to be a little bit more outgoing than Rachel is when it comes to people. So when the, the we've been in a total of uh, two triads uh, since we started dating um and in both instances i found the person because that's just kind of how things worked out um but how it typically works is like we're, we're in an open relationship so we do see other people um and if that person is like okay with the with the open situation eventually the like if i if i like them enough if she likes them enough we we bring up the idea and if they're okay with the idea, we go ahead and kind of try it out for a little while. And if it works out, we, we try to enter a relationship with that person. And then uh, we kind of kind of play it out from there. Yeah. And uh, that is the short version of how that works. <laughs> <laughs> so in general, when you guys are dating, uh, Rachel, I assume, but I do not want to assume, um, are you bisexual? So are you attracted to men and women? Uh, yeah, I'm bisexual and I'm also demisexual. What is that? What is that? Uh, okay, so um, I'm pretty sure we all know what bisexual is. Um, right. Being attracted to uh, male or female. Um, but demisexual is essentially building an emotional relationship first with a person before uh, building a sexual relationship with someone. Damn, so, that's me, dude. That's me right there. <laughs> yeah. So like, that's one of the reasons why when I started dating Jeremy, um, I would like, we just talked for a very long time before actually even dating or even having sex for that matter. Um, but so for me, when it comes to adding another person to a relationship, my process is sometimes a little bit longer than maybe Jeremy's process would be, but my process for example, with getting to know someone and being in a relationship with them is the same, whether it's male or female or um, whichever gender they um, identify with. So with you guys having an open relationship and then be open to uh, try it. So Rachel, do you date both men and women? And have you guys been open to maybe adding a guy to your relationship or are guys off limits? Do you want to answer that? Um, <laughs> um, so to answer your first part of the question, um, I've dated because of uh, me and Jeremy being um, 
polyamorous. Um, I've dated both men and fem men and women. Um, and that, those, that hasn't been too bad. Um, when it comes to men, um, it's not something that we've really, it isn't a bridge we technically haven't had to cross yet. Um, I'm not exactly sure. That'd be kind of a Jeremy question, honestly. Um, <laughs> I mean, a guy? so the thing about like polyamory is that we can have relationships outside of each other as well. See me, I am uh, mostly straight. Um, so I'm not really someone who's going to have a relationship with the man because, you know, I, I don't have relationships with men, but she's more than welcome to have a relationship with the man. Um, but in my experience, Rachel is super picky with men. <laughs> Rachel, are you more picky with men than you are with women? Um, I, that's a good question. I have uh, different days, I guess. <laughs> uh, sometimes I'm picky. Uh, sometimes I'm not. When, I'm, honestly, I, I would say that's probably correct. I'm honestly a little bit more picky with men. But I think that's also because I've dated more men than I have women. Right. That makes sense. And that, that's just because I know what I want more, I guess, in a man than I do, say, a woman. So what you, what do you want? Like, what is the difference between what you want in a man and what you want in a woman? When you guys are adding um, a person, is it, do you guys both have different qualifications that have to be met? Or are you guys pretty much on board with who you guys want? It definitely takes a discussion with us. Like, um, if I don't, if if I personally don't like someone, I mean, it, I can't say that she can't date them, but I can I can say that they're not. I'm not going to be in the relationship with them. Um, I mean, like, if for the most part, though, when in the three tri in the two triads we had, um, it was a it was kind of a mutual decision. We kind of like talked about it. Like, uh, in most cases, they have to share interests with us if if they want both of us in the relationship. Because at, at, at the end of the day, we spend most of our time doing specific things. And if, if they're going to come in and try to disrupt that, that that's probably not going to last very long relationship-wise. Um, and, like, if, if their energy levels are different, if, if, like, there's, if there's too much, like, different there, um, then it just, it's not going to work. Like, with Rachel and I, we're pretty much... Our our uh, our energy level, our personalities, our like for the most part, our political views, um, for the most part, like our our interests in technology, that they're all pretty much the same. And um, some of the relationships and like the one of the relationships that we had in the past, we actually dated someone who had some pretty like heavy differences with us, um, like especially on the technology front, maybe some like. Uh, some some political differences you know things like that yeah personality and differences the major personality differences and um and that ended up in in like a kind of more so with rachel than with me and it ended up with rachel and her breaking up and then her dating me and then her trying to what? force rate huh <laughs> that is so unique i'm just thinking about that so rachel you guys are a triad rachel mm -hmm. in her breakup and it's like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore with you. But then you're still in the relationship with her, Jeremy. Right. So I'm still in the relationship with both of them. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it was kind of, it was kind of a little bit, I don't want to say awkward, but it was a little bit awkward, but I was pretty chill with it because like, I'm cool with him having a relationship outside of our relationship. 
But you don't um, be like, you really like this bitch? Like, can't you see? Can't you see what well, I see? See, the, the thing is, I think Rachel's a lot more mature than this other person was because Rachel oh. didn't come to me with that. This oh. girl did. Oh! <laughs> uh, oh so girl trying to break you and Rachel up and you're like, girl, no. Exactly. Um, <laughs> like, uh, I mean, first off, if, uh, first off, Rachel and I have been dating a lot longer than me and this other girl. And second off, um like if if i'm not going to be with the person that's going to try to break a relationship up because that's just asking for trouble later on down the line that that shows some other instability somewhere some other insecurity somewhere and i don't want to deal with that in the future right so would you consider rachel to be like your primary partner um i don't like using the term primary partner mostly because that means our relationship's hierarchical which means if someone else enters our relationship um, like they, they would be what we consider a unicorn, you know, like, like they're, they're used for that. Or they're like less for, than uh, what our relationship is. Right. So Do like you if, think that you guys have like kind of stayed together though, it sounds like you guys have stayed together through not only one relationship, but two relationships. Do you think that could be intimidating for the next person? Like, okay, you guys say that, I'm not lesser, but you guys have had two previous relationships and here I am coming into this. That is absolutely correct. (laughs) I mean, coming into, if you're a third person coming into any relationship, it's kind of already like a, oh, wow, you know, like I'm, I'm already, I don't want to say intruding, but I'm already, you know, stepping into these people's relationships that they've had for, you know, X amount of time. Um, So really, like with any type of relationship, it just comes down to uh, like a lot of communication. That is the main facet of like making this work is communication, making sure that you are communicating properly, that you're saying everything you think and- And explaining everything like super in detail if need be, answering, asking questions. And see, this might be a common sense question, but I do not want to assume because every person's relationship is a little different. So when you guys have um, a person who comes into the relationship, I'm going to talk about sex because I know that people want to hear about this. The people listening, (laughs) (laughs) Um, do you have sex with the person individually and like maybe have threesomes or is it mainly threesomes or mainly individual or, you know, how does that go? Uh, it's um, mostly individually. Like, that is primarily what happens sex-wise. Did you want to say something, Rachel? Oh, I was just going to say it depends on the person, really, um, <laughs> and what, what that person – well, it does because each, each person who enters a relationship, they're going to have a different relationship with each one of us, and if they did become, a, you know, a triad with us, essentially, then their needs might be different than the last person's needs. So, for example, if – we were in a relationship, like we might have sex more as a threesome than we would individually, but it depends on the person and what type of relationship they want to have with um, each of us or as a, as, you know, a triad. Right. Yeah. But history has shown (laughs) it's mostly individually. (laughs) But okay. So I want to ask you, Jeremy. Yeah. Um, Well, both of you guys, really the first question is when you uh, were in your last relationship, did the other person live with you guys or did she just come over sometimes? 
Uh, she was over a lot. She didn't live with us because the houses are like we're already in a lease with a couple of roommates, so we already have four people in the house. So moving someone else in is kind of irresponsible at this point, and it would probably cause more stress than than necessary. Um, but I mean, I mean, they've technically like they haven't lived here by like lived here, lived here, but they've been over like quite a bit. Like, so my question for you, Jeremy, is how do you decide like who to have sex with like is it like a jealousy thing or have you guys not run into that where it's like oh i see that you had sex with her two days in a row like now it's like do you like her more or do you try to keep it even or do you not even think about keeping it even okay so this once again <laughs> depends on the person and honestly if i have someone that like it's gonna have a basis on like how much sex I have with each of them and use that as a measuring stick that that's a, that shows an immaturity there that that means that I, I we can't continue the relationship because that that's going to be a precursor to other issues um I mean as far as sex goes typically it it has I will say this and and this is going to be a message to every gal out there that that thinks like this this whole fantasy of having two girls thing is a thing you think <laughs> you want something <laughs> <laughs> but uh but like you you soon find out that like you're only one person and this is two people and you need to you're gonna need to learn how to um uh keep that stamina up <laughs> hey jeremy they be putting you out <laughs> uh because there, there were times where like i didn't even want to think about sex uh so <laughs> there, so there, there were times, times where you like yeah i need a break <laughs> there were there were times where that happened and like uh and and like if you were to add someone trying to be competitive about it on top of it well that that would that would just like kind of destroy you slowly rachel have you ever if you're honest gotten jealous in any of these situations whether it be uh the triad relationships or just like open relationships that you have with other people have you ever felt like a tinge of like, mm, he like her a little too much? <laughs> um, I don't think like, okay. So to be completely honest, yeah, I've been a little jealous here and there, but uh, whenever I run into something that I think is like, Hey, you know, you've been, you know, seeing X, Y, Z for the past week and I haven't been seeing any D. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, look, Viagra. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> No, but like, uh, you know, I might bring that up. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm jealous because I'm pretty secure in me and Jeremy's current relationship and everything. Uh, so I don't, and if I do feel jealous or something, I will talk to Jeremy about it and he can, you know, reassure me, et cetera. And then we can either work out what's going on or we can talk about it. And then usually afterwards I'm fine with it. I mean, I, I would be lying if I said I never got jealous because that you're going to run into that issue probably regardless. And if you're, if someone says they've never gotten jealous in a polyamorous relationship, then uh, someone's lying. <laughs> you know, I felt that same way because, you know, when you talk to these people in these relationships, they always paint it as if everyone is like void of any like monogamous type emotions, you know? Um, but I think like sometimes that is a, like a little bit of just human nature to kind of be a little jealous, not jealous to the point where you're like arguing and fighting and, you know, stuff like that, but just a little bit of like, mm, 
I don't know about this. <laughs> well, like it comes down to talk, like communication again, like talking about feelings, like how do you feel about this? Or how do you feel about this interaction or this person? Or um, essentially just communicating, hey, you know, I don't feel like my needs have been met, but you've been over here, you know, meeting other people's needs, obviously, but I feel a little left out. Um, so I feel like that's higher. He his stuff is wore out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I understand that too, because I mean, everyone needs, you know, their own me time, you know, personal space, you know, a break. So I always take that into account, or at least I really try to. And if, you know, I bring something up to Jeremy about it, like, hey, I need more. Jeremy can totally tell me and I and feel comfortable telling me, um, I understand this completely, but I need a break. Right. I mean, honestly, though, with the like the last two relationships, I I, I kind of forgot how to masturbate and that. that. <laughs> <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> What'd you say, Jeremy? <laughs> I forgot how to masturbate. Um. <laughs> because he was getting so much sex. I guess like guys hearing that are like, yeah, I'm down. But it's like, yeah, I mean, there's more to it than that, though. And that's the problem is that like everyone sees it as like a sex based relationship. And mm -hmm. no, it's a full relationship with two human beings. And you have to treat them like two human beings. Like there are people and that can't handle one woman satisfied is hard as hell. So mm -hmm. keeping two women satisfied, like, I don't know who would be up to that task. Uh, yeah, that's that's the thing is that like, the, the, there are men out there that want to do a polyamorous relationship, but don't want to take the time to um, have a have an actual relationship with the woman that they're with. Like, like there, I, I, I mean, so I have, I guess, uh, because of the fact that we're in this relationship, I there are a lot of women that like to ask me questions about, like, you know, how to handle things in their relationships. I don't know how that happened, but it just kind of happens. And, and <laughs> maybe um, because they feel like you have good communication skills. <laughs> but, uh, but like, it's, it's a common theme that like, like I hear from like some lady, uh, like a lady that saying that like, you know, her man's not doing this, her man's not doing that. And like, it's just like basic stuff. Like, uh, yeah, right. and, I, and I'm over here, and I'm like, so why ain't you telling your man this? <laughs> <laughs> why would you be telling my man? Tell your man, because my man ain't going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the thing, is that, like, the fact that they're telling me to begin with means that they're not communicating this over to their significant other properly. And the fact that this guy, like, is with her and doesn't know to do this means that he either hasn't pay been paying attention or he you know it just doesn't you know you can't grasp it you know can't, can't hang on to the idea and, and that right there is a communication issue so they both need to be communicating with each other a little better so you guys um how does your families feel about you guys deciding to have um a polygamous type relationship do they give you guys any Ooh, don't call it polygamy that's legal polyamorous relationship. <laughs> how does how does your family feel about that are they okay with it do they just not talk about it with you guys are were you guys raised like super religious or super free how does that factor into your your family well i'll, I'll um, let you go first jeremy okay <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I was raised and, um, I, I would probably say, say that my, uh, my family's a little bit more socially, uh, open than most families are. Um, my mom is all for it. Um, 
um you know she's like uh, bonus daughters come on <laughs> she's like whatever makes you happy you know just keep yourself happy keep my grandkids happy you know like it, it, that that's what's important to her um and uh, uh, like most of the and my mom's always been super supportive about that kind of stuff uh, the rest of my family too um i i rarely get judgment from my family um for really anything i decide what about you rachel <laughs> okay so i was raised in a very uh i don't want to say strict christian but a very christian household and um monogamy uh was really set in on me because i grew up with both my mom and my dad and uh it was uh, my my family actually doesn't know that i uh, am in a polyamorous relationship or open relationship um, and I technically really haven't even told them I'm bisexual yet. So, wow. um, there's a different type of relationship I have with my family. I try to be open and as honest with them as possible. Um, but there's some things I just haven't communicated with them just because it would, it could definitely have them view me differently. So, so it's kind of like you want to keep that part of you separately so no one in your family knows or is it just your parents don't know um i would say almost if if there are people in my family who know only a few select do um but not very many people know not even a lot of my friends from back home really know about it um, because what ended up happening, because I'm from a small town, um, in the middle of a cornfield, essentially. <laughs> right. And uh, then I went to college. And when I went to college, that's when um, things started changing for me, because, you know, I left the small town, went to the big city, you know, sort of thing. And uh, that's where I started learning about all these different things that I didn't know was possible and how that, you know, worked and how different relationships could work. And um, I just haven't really told them, essentially. I understand. I mean, they could technically, like, granted, there's been some lifestyle changes, and I'm still friends on them with Facebook, so I'm sure some of the things I uh, post might give them a hint or two. <laughs> but I haven't actually openly come out, I guess, and said, like, I'm in a polyamorous relationship. Well, look, we um, on group chat, we like to play games, so we're going to lighten it up a little bit. We're going to play a game. Um, it's called Plead the Fifth. So oh <laughs> I'm going to ask you guys questions, and you can decide whether you're going to answer it or you're going to plead the fifth, okay? okay. Y'all ready? Yeah, let's go for you it. Ready to hear me? Okay. So the first question is, have you ever fantasized about someone else during sex? During sex? No. Never. What about no. you, Rachel? <laughs> She's like, I got to really think about this. Yes, I have. <laughs> well, look, don't look at her crazy, okay, Jeremy? This is this is the thing about polyamorous relationship. It don't matter. <laughs> oh, he don't, who, he don't care who you think about. Okay, um, have you ever faked it? Yes. <laughs> but y'all already know why that is. I was going to say, how does, look, I'm so happy that we have a guy on. How do you fake it as a guy? How do you fake it? 
Oh my uh, gosh. Oh, my dog. Um, Your dog, like, y'all talking about some bullshit right now. <laughs> I, think, I think somebody's here at the house. Or something, but he's. He doesn't act like that. No, he doesn't. Hold on a second. Okay. What about you, Rachel? Can you answer that about you faking it? Um, yes, that's, that's, that's true. And honestly, if, um, any woman ever says no, she's either really lucky or she's lying. (laughs) Can you remember, um, the first time like you experienced an orgasm? Cause it probably was not with the first guy you had sex with. It it wasn't. Um, the actual, uh, the first orgasm I ever had was actually when I was masturbating. So, oh, was it a vibrator? Uh, no, actually, it was. It was, you know, just good old fashioned uh, Jill, so to say. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jill. <laughs> what is that? Oh, uh, you never heard of Jill? No. What the hell is Jill? Okay, open up your hand, and if you look at it, it's, it has a J for your thumb, and then I L L Jill. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that little, er, 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 er. <laughs> you was going to town. Okay, so Jeremy, you had to go quiet your dog. I was asking you, how do you fake it as a man? How does um, it, you just go uh, uh, and then pretend to come? Like, how does that happen? Um, so uh, basically, you just uh, you say you came when you didn't. <laughs> no, like you just okay. Well, I guess if if you're Having sex with a condom, the girl's not going to just check and look well, at the condom. Well, also, if you're not having sex with a condom and you're having sex um, two, three times a day for several weeks, not a lot comes out. <laughs> Whoa, okay. that, is, that is true. <laughs> so they be draining you, huh? <laughs> okay, so the next question is, have you ever cheated in a relationship? In a relationship? Yeah. Um, uh, in a monogamous relationship, yes. What about you, Rachel? Um, I will uh, say yes as well on that. So w- did cheating kind of lead you guys to think like, maybe I don't want to be with one person? Or did you not realize that you were not like into monogamy when you were cheating? Um, it, it honestly wasn't connected. It was, I was, I, I was previously married and, um, it was a very long, very difficult marriage and, um, sex in that marriage was used as kind of, um, um, was kind of, it was kind of withheld for, uh, for like certain things. If somebody wanted something, it was withheld from me and I would go like three, four months without sex, even though I was married at the time. And, and it was like, um, it, it, it kind of, so I also noticed that like, there's a lot of women out there that like, will go after married men and I, my defenses were down. We'll put it that way. (laughs) So it was easy for someone to come in and like have sex with you because you were so sex deprived at home and you were like, I got to do X, Y, Z to have sex with my own wife. Having sex with someone outside of the house is a lot easier basically and on top of that i couldn't even like do anything on my own because like you know um just 
<laughs> because so like I, it was a very controlling relationship we'll put it that way <laughs> it sounds crazy i like if anyone is listening that is so toxic to withhold sex as a means to control someone within a relationship yeah like, i would yeah don't i consider that, that. abuse yeah like don't do that do not do that like use communication communicate what you want and keep that door open for your spouse but still don't be out here cheating look <laughs> yeah i mean don't get me wrong i don't i don't i'm not proud of what i did right um right. like it's not it's not it's not like a i wear it like a badge or anything like right. that it's just what I, happened it's just you know i was in i was in a weak place you know what i mean yeah and but but what yeah about you, it, it just well um well so i'm uh as jeremy would say i'm not very much of a people person generally um and i also avoid conflict like the plague <laughs> so and since i'm demisexual emotions come first for me so if i am emotionally attached to someone i won't cheat on them but over time if the relationship has become toxic or my emotions themselves for that person has completely dwindled, then um, if I become emotionally connected to someone else, then it's very possible for me to um, then have sex with another person. Uh, so that's essentially what happened in the previous times that I've cheated. Is you kind of left the relationship emotionally, but you just kind of didn't want the conflict of breaking up with that person. So you kind of built a emotional relationship and then which led to a sexual relationship with another person. Yeah. So definitely not the best thing. Definitely not super proud of it. Like Jeremy was saying, but that's just what happened. Yeah, and that's just what happened. People listening to this podcast, I do not want you guys to be judgmental because Cheating happens all the time. Either you have cheated before or you've gotten cheated on. We're not saying that it's the correct thing to do. But sometimes just having these conversations to figure out, like, dang, what happened? Not saying that it's an excuse, but you could kind of try to piece together, you know, this is kind of what led to this. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to both of those scenarios because both of those things happen all the time. Um, Look, I was going to ask y'all a different question, but I'm not because... Uh, Jeremy has already said this. The next question was, have you ever pretended to be tired to avoid sex? Which, Jeremy, I don't think you pretended. I think you probably... I make, really sure, I, I, I make sure that they are taken care of. That is... <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to go to the next question. Have you ever called someone by the wrong name? Called, uh, like... Like a partner. Like, you're, like, talking to Rachel, and you're like, hey, Kelly... Uh, uh, oh oh <laughs> yeah he has yeah <laughs> not not a partner or anything but like i used i was married for seven eight years and um for some reason every time that we go and swap the kids over and rachel's there <laughs> um like for like there's a five minute span in there where i'll accidentally call her kristen <laughs> oh Rachel, how does that make you feel? You'd be like, that ain't my name. Oh, yeah. I let him know for sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't get super upset about it, but I make sure to rub it in his face a little bit. As you should. Okay. You, you Look, you got to figure that out, uh, Jeremy. <laughs> okay. Um, the last question is, have you ever forgotten a person 
um, that you've had sex with? Like, have you ever been like, I don't even remember this person's name? Yes. <laughs> what about you, Rachel? Uh, no. And the main reason being uh, is, I, for one, I haven't had many sexual partners. And two, um, usually if I eventually do have sex with someone, I, I pretty much memorize their name. Right. Like, you know who you know smash. Exactly. Jeremy, he's more friendly, so he just out there having sex, letting me <laughs> and being like, "Girl, I don't even remember who you was." But <laughs> uh, uh, no, uh, I'll remember faces. I just won't remember names. You know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but if you saw her at the grocery store, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, I remember you." <laughs> yeah, and that exact numbers, scenario has I, happened multiple times. What the, Y'all the numbers kind of high? Grocery store and past people that Jeremy has smashed in the past. Yeah, and then he'll be like, oh, yeah, I had sex with her once. I was like, well, thanks for telling me. <laughs> right, like, I don't care about that. <laughs> okay, so on group chat, normally we have, like, a viewer's question where someone writes in, has a question, wants our opinion on it. Um, Today, um, it's a little crazy. Well, I don't know. You guys be the judge of it, okay? You let me know what you think. So it says, Ladies, you and your dude are getting it in. In the midst of foreplay, he notices your black dildo on the side of your bed. He picks it up and begins using it on you. You're clearly into it because you begin to cream all over the dildo. In the heat of the moment, your man starts licking and sucking your cream off the dildo. How would you react? How would you feel about his actions? So I'm going to go to you first, Rachel. How would that make you feel if the guy was using his dildo on you and then started sucking the dildo? I mean, whatever floats your boat. Like, I... <laughs> we don't keep shame in this house. Yeah, we really don't. Uh, I right, mean, y'all like shit. That's how you get down. I mean, if I was into it, and as long as I was, you know, having a good time, if if he wants to do that, that's fine with me. Uh, just as long as he doesn't take too much attention off of me, then I, I'm okay with it. What about you, Jeremy? How do you feel about that scenario? What would you tell her? What would I tell her? I, I mean, I would, I mean, this is an issue. It's hard to put myself in the mind. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, look, Jeremy, earlier in the episode, you said that you was mostly straight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mostly. Um, but like, um, honestly, it's like, it's not really going to change my mind on the process that's happening. I'm not going to think too much of it because I, there have been some detract. Okay. So we, we probably hinted around and established that I've had a lot of sexual relationships. Um, (laughs) uh, you have had sexual relationships with guys. Uh, no, no, not with guys. Not as not alone anyway. Um, (laughs) have you had like threesomes with two guys, one girl? Uh, there are occasions where um, married couples have asked me to participate in in their in their bedroom relations. Have you ever did a cuckolding? Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god! Are you serious? Uh, I was a bull in that situation, and what? And yeah, the like. Uh, for, okay, so like, I, I think I think it's just like like for, like forty fifty year old white women like really like. <laughs> Getting fucked by a black dude, they want to get <laughs> fucked, and their husbands want to watch it. That's crazy. Yeah, and it's it's more common than you think, though. 
So wait a second. Look, our listeners, if you are like very squeamish and if you have like virgin ears, cut it off because I'm about to ask some nasty ass fucking questions. <laughs> cut it off. Okay, so look. In some cocoline issues, the man wants you to have sex with his wife, but then he wants you to like come in his mouth, like sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, would you be down for that? I mean, like it, it really depends on the situation. Like in the heat of the moment, like I, I sometimes get in a mode where I don't really give a fuck. Oh. Um, so like, um, <laughs> <laughs> so if 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 that's what's going on, that's what's going on. But so like, your cold-coding experience did the guy just sit there and watch, or did he try to join? Uh, ne- like never, never once in those situations have the guy tried to join. Okay. Like it's usually me having sex with her. I don't say anything. She fuck. She just berates him. And honestly, I kind of get off on that. So, Wait, so what is she <laughs> like, look at this big black dick fucking me. Like, what? What is stuff she like that? Yeah, yeah. So, so similar to what? that. Yeah. Wait a second. Look, how do you even find these people? Do they contact you? Usually, they contact me. In this in this particular situation, usually they contact me, and usually it's the man that's contacting me. The man. Yeah. So wait, are these people like you? In your experiences, did you know these people previously? And these experiences specifically, no. And I don't think I could do this with someone that I know personally. Because that would be so weird. Like, That'd be awkward later on, yeah. But then the guy kind of gets off on it. Look, I do but, not, like y'all said, I don't king shame. I don't shame anybody. Anything you want to do is your business. But <laughs> look, I do kind of think that that's kind of I don't understand. Okay, the best so thing. so I I can I like I can I could probably help with that a little bit because I think I know why it, it's a thing. Why? Uh, because a lot of the men that like have ended up like inviting me to do this are usually really really successful and usually really really powerful men in some way, right? Mm-hmm. And like I I feel like it's, it's kind of like an escapism for them. You know what I mean? They're losing. They're, they're giving away they're their power in that power. circumstance. Yeah. yeah. Like um, like because it I don't I don't know. Like, like I said, there are a lot of people that are into it out there, but I don't know too many, like, uh, people that, like, are working, like, your your typical, like, $9 an hour job at a grocery store that, that are into that. You know what I mean? It's usually... Yeah, because it, it's like these people are, like, looking for thrills. It's kind of like going bungee jumping and stuff. They want something that's, like, outside of the norm. They want some kind of, like, thrill. But that is so crazy. I don't know. I don't know how I would even feel... If my husband wanted me to, oh my God, I don't know. I can't really think like that. I mean, I know about this stuff because I research all types of shit, including sex. Like I've researched all types of crazy sex things. So I know a lot about it. But like me actually participating in that in my personal life, no. (laughs) No, ma'am. No, sir. But no, I mean, I, that's not even the craziest thing that I've seen. But tell me, look, we on the <laughs> podcast. Look, my listeners, the people who got mad at what I just asked are already gone. So the people who <laughs> me are, they look, they got their popcorn and they're like, what the hell happened? Let him talk. Let him talk. <laughs> so go ahead and tell the story. <laughs> um, like I've met some people that are into um, like, like race play um like i know some 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 black people that are into like race play where they'll sit there and they will um they'll reenact like slave days they'll dress up and everything and they'll have like someone come and like rape them Um, 
Yeah, like they'll, they'll play right. It's a role women? play. Like black like, women, yes. Black women mm-hmm. want some kind of white man to come in and like rape her to have race like role playing. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've seen I've seen that. Um, I've seen I've seen people tied up in all kinds of ways. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know about like bondage. Like a lot mm-hmm. of people like rope play. I guess that's what it's called, where you can kind of tie people up in different. There's several different kinds of role play too. Like there's shibari, which is more like a Japanese art, where which is mainly made for pictures. Um, and then like there's there's like uh, there's there's all kinds of role play. Um, there there's a like uh, there's a vacuum fetish. What? Uh, no, what the hell is that? It's it's uh usually when someone's stuck into like a, a kind of a latex like almost like a bag and they vacuum the bag and there's like an air hole in the mouth, but they basically they listen. Suck the do y'all live in Springfield? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> look, I didn't want to have to ask y'all that. But look, the only reason I'm asking y'all is because listeners, are y'all listening to this shit? <laughs> like, what the fuck? This, this is some crazy stuff. This is some stuff that you hear about, but you never think is going on around you. But oh, yeah. I guess, like, all of this stuff is happening. I bet some of these people are on Craigslist. Like, Looking I mean, honestly, people. honestly, it's a whole different like group of people. So like, you wouldn't know. Like, they're, they're is normal it a people. secret society? It's it's like a secret society. Yeah, uh, like they're like they they they. I, I guarantee you, like oh. that probably like one of your kids' principals. Um, like, hey, why they gotta be my kids' principals? Wait a second, no, don't put so, them people the, in The manager that. at the grocery store. Um, <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's people that you know that you. It's see. people that you know. <laughs> you know, like I, I think I was talking about this on the podcast before. Um, there was this couple that worked with me. Um, I work for like a, you know, a, a pretty known company. Um, they don't work well. I don't know if they work there still. I don't know. Anyway, they're, they're, they were a married couple, and they were, like, <laughs> the ugliest people I've ever seen in my life. Like, individually and then collectively, I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? So they were so ugly, but they were swingers. So they had had sex with so many people as a couple, and, like, it kind of got around the job where people knew. There was another uh, swinger couple, too. Well, they kind of had, like, an open relationship type of thing if they're listening look y'all if anybody from my job is listening they already know who i'm talking about when i said the ugliest (laughs) in my life because everybody knows that they are the ugliest people that you've ever fucking seen but i will be so amazed that they were able to have like these um these things with these people but i guess beauty is in the eye of the beholder like I guess with these situations, people don't care about looks so much. I mean, yeah, that's because a lot of these situations, you're wearing like a mask or something anyway. I mean, what? So. <laughs> so wait, when you did your cuckolding experience, did you go in with a mask? No, 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 not in those. No, but like some people, like in some some uh, sections of the S and M, there there's a lot of like suits, masks, costumes, like stuff like that. Like there's a whole community of people that like dress up like animals and have sex. You know, the furry community the they fuck? they do their thing. Have like, you ever they, been to any parties like that? Like that? No, I, I haven't. I haven't seen any uh, furry activity before. No, um, <laughs> but <laughs> have you guys ever did any like um, you know how they have those like sex parties? 
where a bunch of people come. It's kind of like you just have sex with whoever. Have you guys ever done that? I've been to one of those, and you got to be really careful. There's a real etiquette there. Yeah, like you gotta. There are rules you gotta follow. You know what I mean? Don't you have to go with a woman? Like, do they even allow men to come in by themselves? It's yeah, they do. It depends on the party. It depends on like you know what's going on. I mean, like, not everybody's straight. First off, um, and then like you know some some women want to deal with multiple gentlemen. I mean, it's just you know. I mean, now don't get me wrong. I'm sure. I'm sure some of those parties, if like. Uh, um, like there, there are too many men there, then they're going to start cutting people off. But I, I, like, like I said, I've only been to one. That's not the, my most experienced area there. Right. But you're open to that. Rachel, are you open? Rachel, <laughs> you probably are not because you like to have an emotional connection before you have sex. So that type of activity does not seem like something that you would be interested in, but I don't want to speak for you. Is that something that you would do? Um, so I would definitely go to it, but uh, if I would part, I don't think I would probably participate. Right. You would just be like a onlooker, like a voyeur. Yeah. Um, Cause I like anything like that, honestly, I would, I find interesting cause I like learning new things and seeing how things work, et cetera. But um, I probably wouldn't be participating much. Um, probably not. No. Would you be okay with watching Jeremy participate though? If oh, yeah. A couple? Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he's fine. He's cool to do what he does. Uh, I'd just be like, be careful, boo, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> so, okay. Thank you guys both so much for coming on the podcast. This has been such a fun episode. It got a little nasty at the end. But <laughs> like, we talked about a lot of great points, and I feel like um, anyone who's listened to this episode can kind of understand that polyamorous relationships are not all about sex. They are about partnerships. And even if that's not your thing, which I will say that's not my thing, but I'm not judgmental to it. And I feel like everyone uh, should be free to have the relationship that they want, whether it be with one person, whether it be with 10 people, like do what feels right to you. Um, so I appreciate you both coming on. Jeremy, um, can you tell our listeners where they can find you if you want to be found? <laughs> <laughs> well, like you um, a lot. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I am out there. I don't, you know, like, you don't I'm care. not someone, I'm not someone who is super shy about these things. Like I was saying earlier, I'm more outgoing than Rachel is. Um, which we is know, probably uh, we know at the end of this episode we know what type of person you are, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can find me on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash bootyfoodtv. You can also find me on Twitter, bootyfoodtv. In fact, that's everything social media wise. Um, Spell uh, that for it, our listeners. Uh, bootyfood. So b o t t y f o o d t v. So booty and then food. and what about you rachel where can our listeners find you if you want to be found uh you can follow me on instagram at uh i do art you know oh well i'm gonna follow you for sure um and i appreciate both of you guys coming on i hope you have a good rest of your evening and i will talk to you guys later all right you have a great day goodbye